escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight on Business Life, over half a million persons in labor force unemployed and multidimensionally poor. We'll hear from the fourth quarter labor statistics reports. Finance Minister Kendu Furiat admits concerns about cut-off date for external debt restructuring is delaying International Monetary Fund Board meeting on Ghana. My hope that, you know, by the end of next week, you know, we'll have what we need so that the um, the fund board can sit. Plus, Governor of the Bank of Ghana optimistic new monetary policy measures on currency reserves, which commences today, will help stabilize the sea and deal with liquidity issues. <laughs> the banks now don't have the need to hold it in US dollars. If they have excess dollars, they can release it to the market. They can to appreciate. At the same time, we are able to redraw the CD liquidity of the system without having to pay 30% for it. Details of these and many others coming your way all in a moment. Please stay. so much for your company. I am Pius Kujubaka. To our very first story, over half a million persons in the labor force were unemployed and multidimensionally poor in every quarter of 2022. That's according to the fourth quarter labor statistics report by the Ghana Statistical Service. This ranged from an estimated 550,000 in the fourth quarter to 780,000 in the first quarter. More in this report. According to the report, 
The unemployment rate in the fourth quarter was 11.5%, the lowest recorded across all quarters in 2022. The fourth quarter unemployment rates are higher for females compared to males and higher in urban areas compared to rural areas. The patterns are consistent with what was observed for the previous three quarters. The GSS also said two in every three employed persons 15 years and older in the fourth quarter were in vulnerable employment, that is self-employed without employees or contributing family workers, the highest recorded across all quarters. All regions except for Greater Accra had more than half of the employed persons in vulnerable employment. The highest rate of vulnerable employment in the fourth quarter was recorded in the northeast, savannah and northern regions. More labor front, EU ambassador in Ghana, Ichad Razali, has pledged the continuous support of the European Union towards helping to boost employment opportunities in Ghana. According to him, this is based on the critical roles played by the private sector and employers in driving economic growth in the country. He was speaking at the Fifth Ghana Career and Migration Fair. Ghana Career and Migration Fair presented a platform for over 2,000 participants to explore career opportunities and educational prospects in Ghana, Germany, and within the European Union. The fair aims to help address unemployment and underemployment issues in the country. In this address, EU Ambassador to Ghana, Ichad Razali, played the EU's commitment towards aiding Ghana to address its labor and unemployment problem. This fair aims to be the catalyst and the exposure to diverse perspectives and experiences that are, of course, enriching at personal level, but as well the key drivers of economic growth. The European Union's commitment to boosting employment opportunities in Ghana is, of course, resolute and constantly demonstrated. We are a main supporting partner of private sector development and entrepreneurship because private sector and entrepreneurs play a pivotal role in driving sustainable economic growth and these elements linked to strategic intervention uh, are key drivers to create a conducive environment for business, for job creation and for innovation. And these are key priorities that EU and Ghana are pushing together. Chief Director at the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations, Kizito Balance, urged participants to take advantage of the fair and explore opportunities that would lead to employment. Throughout this fair, the youth will have the opportunity to engage with a wide spectrum of employers and organizations, all of whom are eager to share varied opportunities and information. This will help them make informed choices and connect them to safe, organized, lawful, and ethical opportunities. I therefore encourage all concerned to approach this event with an open mind, ready to embrace the available opportunities and explore new challenges to enable them embark on new career paths where possible. Over 50 companies were present at the fair aiming to recruit talent to boost their operations. 
Let's touch on our headline story. Finance Minister Ken Ufuriata has admitted that concerns about cut-off date for external debt restructuring is delaying the IMF board meeting on Ghana. Now, the fund has been forced to reschedule its meeting to approve the second tranche of cash of $600 million in two occasions this month. Now, this is due to China pushing for December 2020 as the new date for, uh, to restructure Ghana's loans. Mr. Ufuriata is optimistic a deal will be reached by next week for the board meeting. He was speaking at the Ghana Capital Market Conference. Well, we have completed all we need to do with the funds. All our papers have already been distributed to uh, the various um, directors who will do that. And now we need to wait for the former response uh, from the OCC. Um, I think they are um, looking at issues or the cut-off dates and its implications um, to each of the credits that uh, the various uh, countries have given. And I pray that those analysis, you know, will be done soon. Uh, issues of comparability of treatment, so they all feel that they've been fairly impacted. Uh, but I'm confident that something will come out, you know, sooner than later, um, so that the fund can sit. Administrative issues, but as I mentioned, the key, one of the key issues is the cut-off date and ensuring that there's comparability of treatment, its effect on each country's um, liabilities or credit that is in our countries. Yeah, but I'm hopeful that uh, we'll be able to get there. We have, I mean, um, gotten there all the time. So, I mean, we, we build on that faith that would happen. It's been well incorporated in there. I mean, certainly for those, um, for us, we can manage, you know, either way. So the issue is for the, the membership of the OCC to get comfortable with how it impacts them. The DSA is always um, uh, an issue where anybody can raise the issues of the projections of uh, foreign exchange going forward. You can raise issues on the variable of the GDP. You can raise issues on inflation. So that's not new with any formula that you have. The question is to come to an accommodation of what you all believe will be will fairly reflective of the future. Um, I hope that, you know, by the end of next week, you know, we'll have what we need so that the, um, the fund board can sit. Everybody is looking at comparability of treatment in there, and China and France certainly are coaches, um, so they have um, a good impact on what will happen. Um, but we should be okay. I mean, Zambia finished um, negotiations. I think um, the OCC was fine with it. And then they came back with their understanding of the uh, um, Eurobond investors. And the OCC felt that uh, that was not uh, a fair representation uh, of the risk everybody has taken. So that's a different. We are yet to uh, conclude any discussions with our Eurobond investors, though we've started. And I think we are you know, on good grounds. All right, so let's interrogate these assertions by the finance minister joining us via Zoom. To do that is financial economist and a visiting professor at Gimpa uh, Business School, Professor Lord Mensah, for more on that. Thanks so much, Professor Mensah, for your time here on Business Life. First off, what do you make of this admission by the finance minister that disagreements on cut-off date for restructuring China's debt is delaying the board meeting on Ghana? Yeah, of course, um, it was something that um, we're expecting uh, because um, if you look at 
the I mean the diversity in our in our you know creditors that provided funds to us some time ago, which we owe now. Um, China's treatment on debt is completely different from that of the European countries. We are even lucky China and France, I mean, are more or less co-chairing. And as a result of that, uh, we try to, we tend to be having what we call, I mean, a speed up in convergent point where, you know, there seem to be that kind of uh, possible admission of, I mean, a cutoff date where this restructuring can take place. But let's not overlook, you know, the assertion by the finance minister some time ago that he anticipates, you know, I mean, a haircut of about 40% thereabout. I mean, as far as those um, external lenders are concerned. But then, I mean, if you are a creditor and, I mean, you are anticipating uh, what we call a restructuring, and then your borrower comes with such position, of course, I mean, you may have to be a bit scared one way or the other. So, I mean, we're not going to get it easy because we don't know what the finance minister was sitting on for him to make, you know, you know, such a statement. And so, I mean, those external creditors are more, you know, sophisticated, you know, compared to, you know, the domestic market. The domestic market, it was like monies don't have alternatives than government instrument. So he had his way. But, you know, external creditors, we're not going to find it that easy. Uh, are you worried this latest stance by China um, could delay the board's approval of Ghana's next tranche of $600 million disbursement? Yes, I am, of course. I mean, Ghana is desperately in need of, I mean, the $600 million inflows. And uh, if we don't get it, the consequence on our exchange rates, on our economy in general, I mean, could be die. And as a result of that, um, we all pray that... Um, we can get, you know, the buying of China for the restructuring to go on so that um, those monies that have been earmarked. You know, the longer, you know, this inflow stays and the more we keep on, you know, postponing the restructuring period, the more uncertainty we prolong on our economy. And as a result of that, you know, it, it doesn't augur well for, I mean, the investor community, not at all. Mm. Professor Mensah, I want your thoughts on this. Is Ghana's program with the IMF under threat as a lot donor disbursement really depends on this IMF board meeting? Of course. I mean, you know, no donor would like to provide you funds when you are distressed. And uh, more so, IMF would not like to provide you funds when you are distressed because, you know, it means funds will be channeled into, you know, I mean, rescuing your debt rather than the actual purpose it was meant for. And so I am worried, you know, if um, we, 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 we have in a situation where um, our creditors are not coming to a convergent point. Of course, we should appreciate that the inflows from the IMF is very, very important for this economy. And it's, you know, if you look at the, the, the conditionalities, mm. the releases are tied to, you know, some of, you know, um, our debt, I mean, I mean, restructuring programs and, until we get, you know, this um, debt restructuring, I don't think the second tranche will come. The first tranche, we were lucky to have it because, you know, we're, we're at a, a tipping point. Uh, let me put it that way, uh, as far as uh, the economy is concerned. So uh, they, they released the first one, I would say, on humanitarian grounds. I mean, because they gave us a condition, and that condition was 
to make sure that we restructure our debt, you know, both domestic and external. But the funds were released, you know, after the domestic restructuring. So that means that they had some kind of, you know, soft spot, you know, for the, I mean, Ghanaian authorities and they managed to release that. But the second tranche, they will make sure that we do the right thing. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Again, should we be worried about developments in Parliament in terms of the 2024 budget? We saw what happened yesterday and of course today. And its impact on Ghana's program with the IMF even um, affects investor confidence, do you think? I think we should we should appreciate you know the economic cost in such delays. You know, as we speak now, the finance minister is waiting for you know um, 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 the, the about two hundred and sixty two hundred and fifty seven billion to be released from the consolidated account to start you know economic activities to release funds to the MMDAs the sorry the the MDAs uh, ministries and agencies and all those. And essential that the, 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 the country needs because, you know, the country is like a life wire. We need some essentials to survive. So the more we delay, the more uncertainty, you know, I mean, we try to hang on the economy. And as a result of that can breed economic instability. So I think I mean, parliament, both sides should, you know, sit down. But the surprising thing is that you did not get the true representative of the, of the majority side, which is, you know, somehow, you know, questionable. And so, uh, from, from, from where I sit, I think it's, it's about, it's about time the parliamentarians appreciate the essence of the budget and then the, 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 the releases that comes with it. Visiting professor of Gimpa Business School and, of, of course, uh, financial economist, Professor Lord Benson, we are indeed grateful for your time here on Business Life, sharing your perspective with us on the matter. You're still watching Business Life. We'll pause here for a breather. We'll write back with more. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. money emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top five, we got it. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Welcome back to the program. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, is optimistic that new monetary policy measures introduced by the central bank will ease current pressure on the city and excess liquidity concerns. The central bank today started enforcing some additional monetary policy measures. Key amongst them is banks holding their reserves for foreign currencies um, in cities. 
The cash reserve ratio for CD and foreign currency deposits have also been increased to 15%. Dr. Addison believes these measures could impact on inflation rate in the coming months. We currently have in, in, in place a system where the banks meet their foreign currency reserve requirements in foreign currency and the foreign currency reserve requirements on the domestic CD deposits in CDs, right? This was uh, an adjustment that we did about a year ago, right? Before that, banks provided reserve cover for all their deposits, whether foreign or CDs in CDs. Let's face it, most people aren't making massive turkey feasts on the regular, and after 364 days of not thinking about it, it can be hard to get that bird just right. That's where Instacart, the holiday rescue app, comes in. From getting all the ingredients to prep a full seasonal spread to getting last-minute swamps in a turkey emergency, Instacart has everything a holiday host needs to save face and save dinner. And right now, if you download Instacart, you get free delivery on your first three orders and delivery in as fast as one hour. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Now, when we did that, we released a lot of CDs to the system. And then the banks brought in dollars to meet the reserve requirement for foreign currency deposits. Right? So, Maxwell, the issue that you raised, what do you think the impact would be on the exchange rate? I'm sure you can answer that. (laughs) Yeah. We, We don't expect the impact to be negative, if anything at all. The banks now don't have a need to hold it in U.S. dollars. If they have excess dollars, they can release it to the market and allow the currency to appreciate. They are able to the CD liquidity that we want out of the system without having to pay 30% for it. In more business stories, the Deputy Minister of Education, John Intim Fojo, has called on graduates to embrace innovation and adapt to changing trends and demands in the sector they find themselves in. According to him, it is important for schools to adopt courses to suit the current global environment and equip students with the skills needed to succeed in today's economy. He made the call in a speech read on his behalf by the Deputy Director of Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, Professor Yayura Jakwajie, at the graduation ceremony of the Noble International Business School. The Noble International Business School graduation ceremony, which was on the theme Creating Tomorrow's Workforce, saw students graduating with Executive Masters of Business Administration and Certified Strategy Professionals program. In a speech read on his behalf by the Deputy Director of Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, Professor Yayura Jakaji, Deputy Minister of Education John Intim Fojo said, it is important for students to be equipped with the needed training and skills, enable them navigate the ever-changing world markets. Executive Dean and President of Noble International Business School, Professor Kweku Ituyahinijima, pledged the school's commitment towards upskilling students in relevant sectors to contribute to economic development. Students have to think carefully about how they utilize the skills that they've got uh, today uh, with the program. Now, for example, in the Certified Innovation Program, we take students through principles of innovation, how to actually think quite differently from the ordinary. And therefore, you know, this country needs a lot of, uh, uh, faces a lot of problems. And the idea is to make people think differently and start solving problems. That's the first thing. 
The second thing is that strategy is one of the key issues in any company, and many organizations do not are not able to achieve the objectives of their strategies. So we are providing executives basic skills that are necessary not only to provide firm strategy, but also to be able to implement the strategy to achieve the results that the organization is. So in the nutshell, this is what we are hoping to do. And we've got several other programs that are also going to help to upskill and reskill executives. The graduates were urged to embrace success and integrity and strive to make a difference. U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, is urging government to invest in profitable projects that will enable government refinance loans acquired for such works. According to her, Ghana needs investment to continue some of its projects, hence delays in paying its loans to likely uh, prevent the country from getting the needed support from investors. She was speaking at the 12th edition of the Tech in Ghana conference. The 12th edition of the Tech in Ghana conference brought together industry experts to deliberate on growing trends in the industry and ways to improve the technological sector. The conference was themed Collaboration, Community and Capital. Delivering her address, Virginia Palmer called on government to honor its loan repayment schedules to attract more investors. We can't take for granted the progress that Ghana has made, in part thanks to large early investments such as American Towers Corporation, which built essentially the infrastructure for cellular telecoms in Ghana and data, and which created the backbone for Ghana's current digital economy. Existing and prospective investors are observing the treatment of previous or current investors as they make decisions about which opportunities to pursue. So things like timely completion of outstanding arrears payments are critical to ensuring that Ghana continues to attract the next waves of investment and reinvestment. As an aside, I would note that investment means more than just new infrastructure. It also means investment in projects that give back to the communities where companies operate. Just last week, I helped American Tower Corporation open the first of nine, which will bring a total of 19 um, digital community centers across Ghana to provide training and support digital literacy among Ghana's youth. President of the Tech in Ghana Conference, Akosia Anobel, called on government to create an enabling environment for businesses in the technological sector to enhance their growth. I think, I think for with, with you know what we've heard a lot, not just recently but over the years, is it's more about creating an enabling environment for I think the startups to thrive. I think what the Bank of Ghana did with their sandbox is a really good example of the way in which the government can work really well with the ecosystem. And I think as long as that dialogue continues to be open, and as we saw with ECG and their relationship with a Hubtel recently and others in the space, that as long as there's open dialogue, I think as long as there's a willingness to share and learn um, and to have these partnerships, I think that there's only going to be like a greater, I think, out- outcomes for all. Panelists at the conference also called for collaboration from all stakeholders to develop Ghana's technological space. Let's talk insurance now because with the aim of roping in about 10 million Ghanaians by 2024, the National Insurance Commission is poised to drive insurance penetration to over 3% with the use of technology. The development of a sandbox system is expected to encourage technological innovations which will facilitate the ease of insurance delivery in Ghana. This was disclosed at a forum on the new Insurance Act and Innovations. More in this report. As part of efforts to deepen insurance penetration and expand coverage, the National Insurance Commission and FSD Africa 
has partnered to create a robust insurtech regime in Ghana. The initiative will create a regulatory sandbox which will encourage technological innovations which is expected to ease the delivery of insurance. The move also aims at roping in about 10 million Ghanaians while increasing insurance penetration by over 3% in 2024. Elias Omundi is Principal Risk and Resilience at FSD Africa and has been speaking to Joy Business. Currently the insurance penetration in Ghana is about 2% uh, and if you compare that with the African average uh, it's around uh, 3%. And, you know, the global average of insurance penetration is 7%. So we believe that with technology, we can easily uh, grow that number uh, from the 2% that is currently being experienced in Ghana uh, to go to around uh, 3%. So our target is ideally uh, bringing close to 100 million Africans within the insurance space. And Ghana has a target of bringing uh, around 10 million Ghanaians uh, within the insurance space. So far, uh, so far we've managed to bring one point two million people within the insurance space. On his part, the acting commissioner of insurance, Michael Andon, noted that the initiative will solve challenges associated with the delivery of insurance. We have challenges with documentation. We have challenges with reaching people because we know that it's not a, even here in Accra, it, it is not easy to reach out to, to everybody. We have challenges about the cost of delivery of, 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 of insurance. And so these are all areas where technology can come in to make it efficient, make it cheaper, make it easier for us to, to reach out. He further stated that the move will improve insurance coverage. And especially when you go into the informal sector, that is the sector that is least covered. Um, the, the, the amounts are small, the people are scattered. If you send an agent into um, these areas, it's going to be so expensive to do it. But if you deploy appropriate technology, it's going to make it very easy and very fast to reach out to them. The forum was held on the theme, the new Insurance Act, unlocking the insurance industry potential via innovative technology. And that's it for Business Live for today. I am Pios Kojo Baka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Always a joy serving you. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.